and welcome back to another episode of In Depth. My name is Luke Hardacre, and I'm a surf coach at Ombi. If you're new to Ombi, we take a look at surfing from the perspective of ocean, mind, body, and equipment. This week, I'm getting back into the learning experience, breaking it down, and trying to help you understand how you can get from point A to point B in your surfing. I'm not talking about physically on the wave, I'm talking about trying to break the steps down and how to get through that learning experience easier. And there's multiple ways you can do this. And there's ways that we can learn from other sports. So today's episode is going to be full with examples, things from my own experience and things from teaching others. Sometimes that learning experience of trying to figure things out can just be really frustrating and demotivating and you're not really sure how to work through what you're trying to work on and trying to get better. It can be like you're training blind or you're surfing blind and you just don't know. So I kind of want to give you a system, some kind of way to help that when you want to improve something in your surfing, you can fall back to this, that this, you can take inspiration from other things that you've done in your life and other sports or activities, skills, and apply that to our surfing. And this is exactly what we do in all our structured training programs. So I'm going to break it down for you so you can see a bit more and understand how they work. But this isn't me doing a big promotion for them. This is me talking about that style of training. It's just something that we are a massive fan on and it gets results. That's the point. And it's worked in so many other sports. So without further ado, without further explaining, I'm going to start talking about the easiest, one of the easier ways to improve your surfing. When you're working on improving parts of your surfing or learning something new, there are two ways to go about it. The hard way or the easy way. Most people are going to go out and say, say I'm going to go out and learn my bottom turn or nose ride. And they try and do this all at once. Think from zero to 100. Or even better way to think about this, from zero to hero. Doing that way usually is going to end up in failure and getting frustrated. The next time you go to learn something, I want you to follow a rough system to make that process easier for you to learn whatever you're working on. Because you can't go from never having done a bottom turn or never really understanding it to doing everything that's included in doing a bottom turn. Or if it's a nose ride or if it's a cutback, or if it's just trimming, it doesn't matter what it is, pop up, you have to work through these things. So that's the point of this episode. That's what I want to break down. And the easiest way to do that is breaking it down into steps and understanding progression-based learning. By breaking the maneuver, skill, whatever you're doing into steps, you're going to make it so much easier. That process becomes easier. It's about learning the pieces of the puzzle individually and then eventually connecting them together. You're not learning it all at once. It's easier and more effective to focus on one thing at a time. Think of it this way. Would you go and learn how to do air reverses? Now, that's a, for a lot of people, including me, I'm not doing airs. But for most people, that sounds so out of reach that the idea of doing an air, you're not going to go out and go from zero to, I'm going to do an air. You're not going to have that expectation of doing an air reverse, getting air, rotating, and landing all in one go. This is ridiculous. So you'd break that down. 
you'd learn to get air first, then how to land, and eventually how to rotate. You'd start connecting the bits and bobs. Now that maneuver is a very simplistic breakdown of it, but you get the point. So why is it then that most surfers are trying to live, they're trying to learn every aspect of a maneuver at once? Why learn how to do a perfect bottom turn from the get-go when you could learn to in- incrementally break it down and learn it by piece by piece? doesn't matter what style of surfing you're doing, what you're riding. It's so much easier to learn it piece by piece. So I'm going to give you a couple examples and explain what the hell is progression-based training. It's something included in all of our structured training programs, and it's incredibly effective. It's seen throughout sports and especially at the gym, things like calisthenics. It's the process of breaking down a movement into smaller, easier versions that allow you to follow a path to work up to the full version. At each stage, it becomes easier. You move then on to a harder version that then introduces a new part of that movement or makes the movement harder to learn. Think like adding weights, changing, shifting where you're, the way you move. There's various different squats, versions of that, one-legged things. You start incrementally making that experience harder. So then why is progression-based training easier? And it's simply just because you're not trying to do everything at once. By doing everything at once, you just make it so much harder. You can't make one change and measure how that impacts your surfing. If you do five new things, or you try and work on five things, three things, whatever it is, how do you know what's working and what isn't? As you progress through these progressions, you're putting the pieces of the puzzle together, understanding the different parts of that movement and how they connect. You're learning one feeling at a time and playing with it to better understand it. It introduces each part of the maneuver or movement exactly when you need them and matches your confidence level. If you aren't ready to move on, you're going to know. You'll get feedback from either not being able to do the next step, getting frustrated, or just feeling like you don't get it and it's going to keep eluding you. That is key feedback to say you're missing something in this movement and its understanding of it. But then you might be thinking, why bother with this in surfing? It's so bloody difficult. But the point is, you need to do this with everything. And surfing is no different. Sure, the conditions change. Things can be difficult on certain days. But if you want to learn to nose ride, everyone jumps to the part of wanting to understand how to nose ride. But they've skipped over everything else that gets you to that point of learning to nose ride. Just to get started to nose ride, you're probably going to need to do all these next six things that I list out. You need to learn to surf in neutral stance, find it, feel it out, how to move, how to stack. Then you need to be able to cross step. And I mean, just two steps. So back foot in front of the front foot, then front foot back so that you end up in neutral stance. Then you need to be able to read the ocean, understand what the wave is going to do, when to cross step and control that board during those moments. You need to be able to connect the cross stepping with control of the board and how it moves and when's the right time to do it. Then you need to be able to position the board in the pocket so the board is held by the pocket so you can cross step to the nose without nose diving, falling off the wave, losing power, whatever it is. You can only really cross step or nose ride, sorry, when that board is held in the pocket because that's the point of the big fin, 
the no hard edges on the back of the tail. It's there to sit in the pocket and be held. Then you need to be able to start connecting sequences of your cross-stepping. And what I'm talking about is not just those first two to get you back into neutral step. You need to be able to chain them together and do these small steps that lead you all the way to the nose. And then, maybe then you start getting to the odd cheetah five or hang five. And the cheetah five is just that version where you're really far back trying to like stick your leg out as far as you can to sneak it in. It's a rough list and you can move that order around. But you need to be able to understand and do those kind of six things well just to start working on nose riding effectively. Otherwise, you may fluke it. You may get the odd nose ride. But how are you going to effectively recreate it when you want to? When will you know when to nose ride and when you need to cut back into the pocket and reposition yourself? It's going to affect how much fun you have as you're missing pieces of the puzzle. So as I said before, surfing can be frustrating. It can be an annoying sport. You can't recreate the same wave over and over. Situational things change. The conditions change, the lineup, everything. To understand this and understand progression-based surfing, there's an easy way to go through this. And that's to take surfing out of the equation. We can all see the progressions easier when it's applied to more familiar movements. So this next section of this week's episode is really about trying to explain progression-based movements so you understand how they benefit you, and then we bring it back into surfing so that we can apply it better. If you think about other sports, movements, or practices that you do, you can probably start to think of progressions that you've worked on to move towards harder versions. Think yoga, gymnastics, skating, the list is huge. However, I want to talk about a skill that is very different to surfing, but extremely familiar in difficulty and parts of the core foundations. And in understanding how the progressions is the only way to advance in this, in this skill. What I'm talking about is how to learn a handstand is going to help you to understand progressions in surfing and breaking it down. Now, I'm not saying you need to go out and learn to do the handstand, going to break it down for you because for a lot of people the handstand is really confusing you can blanket try and do it but you have to go through these steps to really get it and there's so many similar nuances to surfing and that's why I want to bring it up it'll make you better understand this so I'm a huge fan of calisthenics movement and strength training primarily through body weight there's a massive skill element to it and an even bigger reward when you unlock certain movements and things become easier I've personally been working on my handstands for, for a while now. I've been burning through the progressions to nail those long hold handstands. No walls, just free in the middle of the room or the floor. The point of this is there is an order to it. And for most people, they'll think, I can just go and try and handstand. But very quickly, you're going to get frustrated, resulting in you probably trying to figure out how to actually learn it. And you're going to go back to very simple basics that don't even resemble a handstand. If you want to connect that back into surfing... You're going back to foundations to break your bad habits. So how are handstands then similar? And much like surfing, the first thing you need to do in handstands is learn to fall. Does this sound familiar? If you aren't comfortable falling, it's going to hold your surfing back tremendously. If you can't fall out of a handstand, 
you're never going to get to the point of attempting to do them away from a wall or any form of security. So your first step, like learning to surf, or even intermediates, I still recommend this, is learning to wipe out. So in handstands, your first step, it's not even a handstand, it's learning to cartwheel and slowly transitioning that cartwheel to attempting to do a handstand or instead of trying to hold the handstand, all you're trying to do is kick out into something that resembles a cartwheel so that within one to two seconds, you've done an awkward cartwheel where you go up straight and then kick out to the side. This then becomes the first breakthrough and it comes after you know that you can always fall safely out of a handstand and you're no longer worried. Stress is gone. You know that the worst will that will never happen. And all you now need to do is make sure that you don't hit anything. The equivalent in surfing is obviously to fall a lot and relax. You don't have as much control. Sometimes you just need to let go. This is something I'm going to talk about in the future in an upcoming episode. But you just have to relax. Don't fight it. And that's similar. Once you know how to handle a wipeout, you're, you feel so much more relaxed. You're not worried about this and that. If you know how to fall out of a handstand, you're not worried about it. So as you start diving into these progressions, you start then in frog stand, which is basically crow pose from yoga, which is like a squat with your hands on the ground, knees in your armpits. You're still not even at a handstand level. You then need to push and hold your feet off the ground. You may think this is training strength, but it's actually about learning control learning that your hands are what control the movement and keep balance. You have to train them to push and pull and work like your ankles would. Strength helps, but the main factor in doing a handstand is control and stacking your limbs. Is this now starting to sound very familiar? Stacking limbs, control, relaxing. That all sounds like everything we teach at Ombi. If you were working on your bottom turn, your first steps are going to learn to fall. Stacking your stance into a neutral stance and learning to lean. Learning to control that movement and play with the extremes. It's the same concept. But by doing it through handstands, it becomes so much obvious. So much more obvious than what we're doing in surfing. Because surfing, it's not so clear what you need to do. And there's so much fear around this and that or how I look. So as you keep progressing with these harder versions of a handstand, eventually you're going to work up to a point where you're doing kick-ups against a wall. And the point of that is to then align and catch yourself. You're using stacking and control at the same time. Eventually you move on to various versions with your legs supported, handstands against the wall, chest to the wall. All of these are super important. They're teaching one little fundamental part of the handstand and making the rest of it easier so you just learn that one part. Chest to, the hand, chest to the wall handstands are amazing. The whole point about them is not holding the handstand for long. It's not about strength. It's 100% about stacking. If your hips and shoulders are not stacked, you will struggle with handstands. The only way to, is to overcompensate with a lot of strength or you stack. That's that whole concept of being in this perfect stacked alignment where everything is comfortable. It's the same in surfing. If you're bent over at the hips, your bum is out, you don't move well. So 
as I keep mentioning, this is all so similar to surfing and it's about stacking movement, moving with purpose and control. Nothing is wild and nothing is rogue. It's, it's just, you're not hoping for something to happen. You know what's going to happen. You've worked through progressions and you understand how these connect. Surfing isn't about reacting to your board. It's about surfing the wave and reacting to what the wave does. Surf the wave, not your board. So these progressions, as I've alluded to, is teaching you the fundamentals. Learning these hand-to-hand versions and progressions are all teaching you and forcing you to acknowledge that you don't know the fundamentals of that movement. As you work through them, you're becoming more familiar with them and understanding why parts of the handstand won't work for you unless you do these fundamentals. If you don't stack the shoulders and the hips, you can't handstand. Like that, that is the whole point. You have to learn that and you have to see it. So now as you start learning these fundamentals, you can now start picking apart your technique, identifying the issues instead of getting frustrated. You've done the work You've learned the little micro lessons within it. Now you know. You can now go, oh, I didn't stack. I can fix that and try it again. That's huge and extremely powerful. If you could do that in your surfing, just sit there and think for me, what would that change? If you could try something and feel what was wrong and then go, oh, if I just try and do this differently, I might be able to get it. Or if you look back at footage of yourself, same thing. It's huge. So I am fully aware we're not here to learn about handstands. That's something that I do for fun. It's just a skill I want to learn for the sake of it. But the parallels in this way of training is everything that we do at OMBI. And it's so powerful and beneficial for you to understand. And exactly what I was just talking about with this sense of being able to understand and pick apart your faults because you've learned the fundamentals is the next major thing. When we bring this back into surfing and still have a little bit of handstands in here. If you film it, you're getting instant feedback and that instant feedback is going to give you progress and help you push through the problems that you're facing so much quicker. If you film yourself in a handstand and you're not stacked, you're going to see it. You can easily see. Everyone knows what a straight line is. If your shoulders and hips are not above each other, you know straight away. The camera never lies. So in surfing, as I've said before, if you move awkward, it will feel awkward. If it felt awkward, it will have looked awkward. Again, the camera never lies. If you watch yourself back and you think, oh, that looks really weird, you need to start thinking, what am I not doing? What's wrong? Pick it apart. Look at little individual parts and try and find something. So you're going to use that video analysis of yourself, that feedback, to instantly identify what's going wrong, what felt awkward, or what looked awkward. You've worked through the progressions then, and you can begin identifying the possible issues that are creating that mistake. So if you weren't stacked for a handstand, you go back, stack, film it, rinse and repeat until you can capture that stacked feeling. Otherwise, film a friend who can do it and compare. If we fully tie this back into surfing, This is everything we've been trying to do with the 12-week program. You're going in, especially when the surf skating starts, from week 5 to week 12, it is small progressions. We just want you to learn this part. We want you to know where you're looking, what you're doing, how you're moving your body, 
Then we'll add in one little bit that's slightly harder, that levels it up a little bit more. Then you learn that. Then you take it into a bowl. It is constantly just simplify the whole system, focus on one thing, make a change here, feel the benefit of that, add another part, keep going. And over those five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve 12 weeks, what is that, seven weeks? You start developing so much more of your surf skating. And that also leads into your surfing. I'm just using the surf skating part from week five to 12 as an example. That's the power in it. Simplify the whole system. So we've spent 10, 10 minutes talking about handstands, progressions, and we need to bring this back to surfing. And that everything becomes easier as you see the steps and agree on how important they are to break things down into smaller steps and understand those feelings. Handstands can be scary if you don't know how to fall, but as you get to this point, it's about working on holding them, free of any support. This is the same with so much of your surfing. You need to feel the power zones, read the waves, learn to lean, move the body efficiently, and stop fighting yourself with wild, uncontrolled movements. You have to work through each part of the movement, trying to add the next layer onto it. So I want to give you a summary and how you can implement this into your surfing. Identifying the progressions in surfing is hard. No two waves are the same, which then means it's harder to figure out what to work on or what's affecting you. If you're working on something in your surfing, try to break it down. I say try because you might not have all the missing pieces of the puzzle. If you're on the 12-week program, then great, you've got so much of that right in front of you. Just try and understand and put that back into the system and see how it all connects. If you don't, then it's about just trying to try. That's it. Trying to try. doesn't matter if you get it perfect, but starting is the hardest part. Like figuring it all out will come with time. You might try to break it down in progressions and then three weeks later something will click and you'll be like, oh, I went about this slightly the wrong way. I need to add this in first. You need that feedback and that experience. So you have to try. So worrying about every little detail is negatively going to impact you. Just start and have a go and feel it out. And then if something doesn't feel right, back into that filming loop progression, you just go, what's wrong? I'm missing something here. And then you start adding in progressions in between where you are. That's it. So as I said, if you're working on something, just try and break it down. Ask yourself, is this one part of this movement I can work on alone? Is there something I can isolate from everything else and learn that fundamental? In nose riding, it's cross-stepping. And before that, it's your stance. Before that, it's your pop-up, reading waves, things like that. You can start connecting these things together. When doing turns, it can be the stance or it can be twisting more efficiently, opening up, looking in the right direction. The list goes on. I can, sure, I'm a surf coach and I can put these things out really quickly. But if you sit there and think, you can start to figure some of this stuff out. You can ask those questions. You'll be surprised how much of surfing can be broken down into parts. The goal then is to pick up one of those parts and work on it, just that part, until it kind of becomes natural and less of a conscious thought to do it. That then leads into the consciously unskilled, consciously skilled development, learning process, something we'll talk about later, but you want to try and just not have to think about it so much and it happens. And that's when you're like, wow, this is great. This is making a massive change in your surfing. And so much of this 
can then be simulated with land-based training. A lot of the similar movements can be done on a surf skate. As I've said in previous weeks, the last couple of episodes, it's about making sure you do that movement right, moving efficiently, connecting the upper and the lower body together, moving with the right purpose and direction. But you can recreate those things. And then as you work through that feeling and that progression, it then becomes a case of, right, how do I translate this to the surf? The conditions I can't recreate a perfect skate ramp where I can always do what I want to do. I need to now put that into the surfing, put myself in the right position on the right equipment and move the right way. It becomes easier now that you've felt that progression, you've felt the fundamentals, you know I need to do the right movement and I know what that feels like. You've now experienced that. It becomes so much easier. Some people, the next part is part of the summary. Some people get too caught up in it but it's very important. The reason I say don't get caught up in it is if you can't do it, don't stress. Don't get worked up. Don't overthink it. Just be like, that's cool. I can't do it. But film it. If you're doing land-based training, film it. Put your phone up against a rock. Put it up against the couch in your house. Ask a friend. It doesn't matter. Just put it in a position where you can capture some of that movement and do your land-based training. If you're out in the surf... Obviously, you need to try and get someone to film you and that becomes harder. If you can't do it, just don't stress. Don't overthink it. Don't worry that you're missing out on a learning experience. Just try and find a friend who's willing to have the same learning experience and then ask them. Obviously, that's where the Ombi community comes in and we're working on some new community features to try and allow it easier for people to find people to surf with and get this experience. If you're in the skate park, do a few runs, film it, Come back, review it. Look for what felt awkward or what looked awkward. Compare the runs and then try and make different changes in them. Try and make those little adjustments based on the progressions. Keep it simple. And if you're struggling, take a step back. Go back and go, I'm trying to work on step six, whatever it is. Go back to one of the more fundamentals and see if focusing on that makes the change because sometimes that's all it is, is you're not doing something that leads into that movement that is vital and sometimes that's just where you're looking which is if you go back and listen to the pop-up episode and that it's not so much they have a pop-up problem it's where you're looking is the problem so understanding this loop and the series of feedback steps understanding the fundamentals in each step it's going to open up a massive progression pathway for you i'm not talking about progressions in terms of doing one drill to the next i'm talking about your general improvement overall Always try and analyze your mistakes first. Don't just go, I don't know what's wrong and ask someone else. This is a bit of a gripe I have with the Ombi community where people post things up and benefit of the doubt, I don't know if they've analyzed themselves or not. But every now and then there's sometimes I get a comment being like, what's wrong? I'd love to prefer and much prefer to see someone be like, hey, I've analyzed my surfing. Here's a clip of it. I think I'm doing this, this and this wrong. Does anyone have an advice or are they seeing something different? I'd much rather you analyze it first, get an idea and then ask. That's going to give you a learning experience in itself because things you may not be seeing, if someone comments, you're then going to question that. You can be like, am I doing that right? Am I doing it wrong? That then in itself is powerful. But as with all things, take it with a grain of salt because everyone is learning at an experience like you not everyone is a surf coach or knows everything so look at some of the comments and try and 
not take everything at face value. Take it from a perspective of, can I learn? Should I spend more time on that? What am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? You're going to have to work through those comments. Don't beat yourself up though. If you can't work through the progressions and they're not so obvious, that's okay. You can try and figure it out as you go. As I said, just try. There's also our structured training programs. They're set up this way for a reason. You can always jump into those. There's also the free four week course that we have. There's our 12 week program. And there's more, currently there's a couple in development that I, time of recording, not sure if we're ready to announce. But we're working on these constantly. And the idea is that they're there. If you want to follow along, we've got a training program that's going to get you from A to B. It's going to teach you all these different little fundamentals. The main thing is just don't stress about it. Try, have a go. That's the main thing. Doing something rather than complaining, it's going to get you somewhere. Right then, that was a much longer than anticipated episode. And I hope that the self-indulgent explanation of handstands helped explain this idea of progressions and how to break it down by using something outside of surfing. You could tie this back into stuff that's relevant to you and what you do. And I'm sure there's ways that you could figure this out. If you found this week helpful, if this is cleared up a lot about progressions or got you really excited about them. I'd love to know. You can always email us at info at ombi.co. You can head to our website, ombi.co, and you can head to the in-depth the surfing podcast page. You can leave a episode suggestion, community highlight that you'd like shared, anything along those lines. If you want to improve your surfing, we have our Ombi method PDF. You can get that in the show notes. That will break down a lot of these fundamentals. It'll start introducing to some of the topics that I've been talking about across the last couple of weeks. It's a wealth of knowledge. It comes from our head coach, Clay. It is pages and pages and pages. It is not just one day of reading. And this will start opening up your eyes because the idea is that if you can be a smarter surfer, you will start improving your surfing over time. Understanding these topics is key to recreating them. Otherwise, like I said, if you'd like to know more about our structured training programs, you could head to ombi.co and you can click on the 12-week program. That's there from the website. But other than that, I'll see you next week.